going on guys welcome back to another um, cover six flex uh, this is Edmund and won't be too long a show today only two games last night one in each league uh, but first, before we even go into the L's, we're going to talk about Terry Stotts getting fired. Um, from the Blazers. Look, I, you, you guys know me. I have the same criteria for all superstars. Dame is no exception. I think he's obviously a great talent. But the problem, the, the problem is two things, really. Um, first of all, Terry Stotts, he's not the reason the Blazers didn't get out of the first round. I mean, yeah, you can blame the coach, and you can look at it and say, you know, he hasn't advanced in, in this amount of years, but let's be perfectly honest. There's a lot of talented teams in the West, in the Western Conference, and at the end of the day, those teams are not going to advance due to a lot of different circumstances. You know, they unfortunately, when they when they had some of their best rosters, they Curry and and Katie and all those guys were were in dynastic form, right? And then by the time they they got out of, or by the time their dynasty ended, they had some decent rosters, but then they start hitting injuries, right? Last couple years, that's what it's been for them. They have not been fully healthy. They didn't have Nurkic or Collins at the same time in any of the last two and a half seasons. And you may say, well, Nurkic is a good player. Zach Collins is just a role player. You would be right. However, it changes the dynamic of their team because Zach Collins is a, what, a 6'10", 6'11", guy who can shoot threes, run the floor, and block shots. You really think that wouldn't have changed the, the Blazers' entire setup? Instead... What did they do to replace him? Well, mainly what they did was sign Carmelo Anthony. And Carmelo's been good on the offensive end. But the Blazers, when you have so many negatives on the on the defensive end, C.J. McCollum, Dame Lillard, Carmelo Anthony, and you're playing these guys together on a consistent, regular basis, do you really think you're going to beat the better teams in the Western Conference in the playoffs? No. So... Management to me this is a failure on the Blazers' management. This has nothing, in my opinion, to do with Terry Stotts. I usually don't say that, um, but you can't put a roster together of offensive players, with the exception of obviously Brooklyn. Brooklyn's different because their best player is also a good defender. Hmm. Now. McCullum and Lillard are not the minuses they used to be on defense, but they're still not. You don't think of them and think, okay, those are two-way players. You're never going to say that. That's just the truth. That's not a knock on them. I'm just saying, you your entire backcourt is composed of two guys who will always be liabilities on the defensive end or two guys who will at times in the series be average, but for the most part, they can't. Th those guys can't defend the better guards in this league. 
okay? Like, you you could put other guys out there and you can say, okay, we're gonna, uh, excuse me, we're gonna surround him with, and that's what they did. They surrounded him with 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 uh with a bunch of uh, guys who would be like small ball four guys, small fours who three and D guys, right? But in the in the Western Conference, that's just not enough. Like defensively, can you get those stops, right? Against Denver, I don't even blame them for the Denver series. Who has an answer for Jokic? Maybe a couple teams in this league. Literally, maybe a couple of teams in this league. And we'll look back and we always say the same thing. Well, Dame needs to get out of Portland. Well, Dame, he scored this. Dame did that. Okay, and then he winds up giving it right back on the other end. Did we take a look at when Dame... I hate the narrative. He almost beat the Blades, uh, the Nuggets by himself in game five. Did we take a look at it in overtime when Dame was dropping all those points? The fact that he would go right back down there and get attacked on defense just as much. If Jamal Murray was in this series, this, this series probably would have been over in five games. Because they would have attacked Dame and CJ relentlessly on the pick and roll. That's what you got to do. Especially smaller players. They can't defend that. So what they try to do is they try to put him on your 3 and D guy or on like Aaron Gordon. And Aaron Gordon, it, it's a matchup problem no matter who you put on, right? He's not an average player. He's not even, you You wouldn't even say he's an above average player. I'd probably say Aaron Gordon is a cross between a good player and a great player because he can impact the game on both ends of the floor. He's fairly efficient. And on offense, he's not a liability in any one way. He can shoot the three. He can create his own shot. He's a pretty good passer too. Right? I'm not telling you he's a max guy, but I am saying that if you told me instead of Jamal Murray, I could have this guy, I'd tell you that's a W. Right? So, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you have to blame the, the people who put the team together. If you're going to tell me that my starting backcourt is going to be six foot three, both both my starting backcourt guards are going to be six foot three. They're going to be offensive superstars. But on defense, more times than not, they're going to be liabilities. And then I add Carmelo Anthony to that, who's not a defensive player. Like, I mean, what did, what did you guys think was going to happen? Why do people do, you We build up these narratives with these teams instead of telling the truth. Portland was never a championship contender. Their best shot was probably last year, but they were so beat up. McCollum got hurt. Then Dame got hurt in game three. Right, Collins was out, right? Nurkic was coming back from injury. Like, I mean, what if, what did we think was gonna happen with this team? Like, this, this is not the result of Terry Stott's coaching. It's the result of how you put your roster together. Right? I mean, I I I, I don't I don't understand why we just don't tell the truth anymore. <laughs> that is not the society we live in. We just won't say it. And, and every superstar team, oh, he's got to get out of Portland. Oh, it's not his fault. No, it's not his fault that he's short. But it is his fault that defensively he's never going to be a plus. You're never going to look at your box score and say, Dame really held that guy down. Like, okay, you could take him out of Portland. What does it change, though? Right? I hear people saying, we'll put him on the Lakers. Oh, so they can have... Uh, a, a, a elite offensive superstar. You really think if they had Dame, it would have changed the result of the Phoenix series? No, because Phoenix would have attacked him on the pick and roll too. <laughs> like, what? 
It wouldn't have changed anything. Like Booker would have been hunting that switch every time down the floor. He could just shoot over the top of him. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, we just don't, we don't tell the truth though. We just, we just won't do it. it oh, I'm, I'm just flying. You know, oh, look, you know, Dame is this and he's that. Every superstar player need, needs a ring, right? Every player that in the media likes, they need a ring. Every player, never their fault, never. I mean, Portland put together a roster of, of Dame and CJ, right? Now, again, one of their other problems is they're in Portland. Nobody's going to come to Portland. You know what I'm saying? You'll go there. You'll go there. Like, Hassan Whiteside went there to kind of try to revitalize his career. Because they, they, they basically canceled him in Miami, right? They were like, hey, this guy is, he's bad news, you know? got a real bad rap so he goes to a, a fringe contender right okay that makes sense but you're never gonna get a free agent that just comes out and says you know what i want to go to portland over all these other teams not not a superstar dame knows that right so i mean i look I, at the end of the day terry stott's got fired it's not on him all right what he's got he's got to work with what he's got He's got to work with what he's got. And in the end, people said, oh, let's break up D D CJ and Dame. It's not even that simple, to be honest with you. If we're being if we're being perfectly honest, you put this crew together so long, right? In terms of a scoring perspective, right? You put this crew together for so long, and by now you you almost have to keep them together by default like you you they're taking up over 50 percent of your cap right you've put a bunch of minimum guys around him them i'm sorry <laughs> you know i i like i say i don't knock i don't even know if i'd knock the portland uh management and brass what else could they do let's be honest the, the, the only thing they could possibly have done is maybe trade for somebody, but how could you do that when the best two players are your team? You're not going to get rid of them. You can't you can't give up draft choices. You're always in the playoffs. Nobody's going to want that, right? Like, I just, to me, organizations don't, they don't point out the real problems, and the media definitely does. They're just going to lie to you and tell you it's not on Dame. You know, he's this and he's that. He's one of the best offensive players in basketball. Like, like that's all we do in the NBA is play offense. Okay, cool. Let's move on while we're in the NBA to last night's Clippers. Uh, uh, Mavericks game. And, guys, I outlined everything and told you how to stop Luka Doncic. Magically, in game six, he shoots... I think he actually wound up something like 11 for 25. But the last three buckets he hit were pretty much garbage time buckets. Like, that wasn't... It, you, if you didn't watch the game, he got locked up that whole game. He was 7 for 21 before the last minute of the game. Why? Because the Clippers did exactly what I thought they should have done. Continue what you... you would, from, from the fourth quarter of game five, continue that. 
Do not let Luka Doncic beat you. He cannot beat you if he's going against your best defenders. And sure enough, going against Paul George, going against against Kawhi Leonard, he's something like six for twenty-two in the series. So Kawhi Leonard says, "Okay, I'll be a two-way superstar tonight. I'll go eighteen for twenty-five with forty-five points." Right? Because I I told you guys, I told you guys the whole reason I picked the Clippers. In this down 0-2, I was like, okay, game five, right? Dallas wins it. The Clippers blew it more than Dallas wanted. And they figured something out. Hey, here's a novel idea. Why don't we make everybody else score? And when Luka tries to score, let's make sure our best defenders are on him. And you can tell that Luka is a rhythm-based player. Not everybody, like Kawhi's not even a rhythm-based player. This dude is just, he is just literally a walking bucket. Three-game stretch, he shoots 72%, but all we talking about is Luka. Come on, man. <laughs> like, come on, y'all. Like, this is what I'm talking about with the media, right? <laughs> like, and then my favorite part, the, the part that I always, I hang my hat on it, guys. I tell you guys, every single sport, I hang my hat on it, especially in basketball. Basketball and hockey, probably for the most part, because you have to be able to do it on both ends. What did Kawhi do down the stretch? He hunted Luka on the switches. I said that. I told you guys. This dude is not a defensive player. All we talk about is his shot making, his shot making, his shot making, his shot making. But nobody ever brings up the fact that, you know what? He's also a liability on the defensive end. And the Mavericks as a whole, not a defensive team. I know what the numbers say. This is another case of the numbers lying to people. Oh, they're a defensive team. They rank top 10 in defense. Bro, to be a great defensive team, you do have to have a coach, A, that's defensive, a.k.a. Tom Thibodeau, who has shown a history of being a great defensive coach. But you also have to have great individual defenders. The Mavericks have one great individual defender. That is it. <laughs> Finney Smith is it. Hardaway, not a defensive player. Luka, not a defensive player. Porzingis, more of a liability. I'd probably say he's average. Like, these guys, they're, they're getting by basically on the Clippers being the Clippers and... Luca being great. And you saw all of a sudden Luca's not great and they're held under 100 points. <laughs> like, guys, I, I, I've been saying it the entire series. Everybody thinks I just hate the Mavericks. No, I, I'm seeing exactly what I told you would happen last night. I've been seeing it the entire series where I'm sitting here like, wait a second. Why in the heck are they not just making sure we switch the screens, making sure that Paul George and Kawhi are at the forefront, but Marcus Morris, platoon too. And when they took him out of his rhythm, all of a sudden, the Mavericks offense as a whole struggled. They go as Luka goes. If you make them beat you for an entire series, those role play, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. But you have to, on offense, take advantage of it. And Kawhi was just, I mean, he was just taking folks to school. And I went the wrong way because I'm talking to you guys.
guess I could probably just... But yeah, guys, I mean, at the end of the day, this comes down to the, the best players. You know, Paul George, he had a decent game last night. I wouldn't say he had a great game, but he stepped it up in the second half. Too many missed free throws. Like, best free throw shooting team in NBA history, missing too many free throws. You know? But yeah, I, I just thought, let like I told you guys, I said, let's see how great Luka is when he's not facing Zubak, Reggie Jackson on a regular basis. And magically, he shoots 7 for 21. I don't know what I'm talking about, though. I'm the crazy one. I just hate Luka, as people tell me. <laughs> like, you just can't stand him. You're just jealous. What am I jealous of? I'm not an NBA player. Like, what? <laughs> like no, I'm pointing out exactly what I see. And what I see is a guy who is a good offensive player. Okay? But the the Clippers have made him a great offensive player. And that's on them. That's a failure on their part. For them not to have figured this out sooner. For him to have so much of a rhythm, you're facing elimination. You know, so I look, regardless of whoever wins game seven, which let's be honest, um, it's going to be the Clippers. But regardless, that team's probably going to lose game one because this series took a lot out of everybody. Um, so, you know, uh, Utah is, is sitting at home with their feet up, <laughs> like sitting there resting, you know, um, it'll be, I, I think it'll be more, it would be more of a difficult series if Utah plays the Clippers than if they play, uh, uh, Dallas because Luca, you know what he's going to do he's going to hunt switches but but people now the Clippers have shown for now four straight quarters how to defend him after after his, the first quarter he scored 10 points but, I'm sorry after the first quarter he scored 10 points all the way up until the final minute so yeah they shut him down and that's what I said was going to happen in the first place is it, it they if the refs allowed them to play physical and they did. They allowed them to play physical. And that makes a huge difference. It really does. Because, see, if I can't be physical with a player that has incredible strength, right, then it makes it. And, and you guys, I, I am so sick of Luka crying to the refs. Did you see that game last night? This dude was crying every two minutes. I was like, ain't no wonder you got freaking 16 technicals. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding you when I tell you every single like every other play he was lining to the refs that he was getting fouled and you're like dude shut up <laughs> like play the game like when everything's going great he's out here smiling and oh he's he's, he's, he's celebrating today and then when 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 he thinks he gets fouled he's whining you know telling the refs all this stuff and that bro I, I just you can't make this stuff up <laughs> Anyway, um, on to the NHL. The Avalanche 
and the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights got a much-needed 3-2 win. As I told you guys, I thought they would win game three. But, you know, for a long time there in the third period, it looked like the Avalanche were going to go up 3-0. And then the uh, the Golden Knights found some offense, you know. And uh, I'll tell you, Philip Grubauer has been excellent this, this entire playoffs. But, you know, give credit to Vegas for kind of figuring some things out. Two goals in, in, in 45 seconds. And they needed to. I mean, you couldn't go down 3-0 to this team. Like, they look like they're on a mission. Um, it wouldn't surprise me either way if the Avalanche won or Vegas won game four. I don't really have too much of a prediction there. I said Avalanche in six, so I'm going to stick with that. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, this is two pretty well-balanced teams. I just think the Avalanche are just a little bit better. Um, and they have the best player, so you can't <laughs> knock that. Um, but, yeah, uh, like I said, I, I got the abs in six. Um, and we'll, we'll see how it turns out. But uh, been a good series so far. Uh, the Canadians, too. Uh, they went up 2-0. Well. Carey Price is Carey Price. I told you guys. Like, this guy, man. This guy. <laughs> like, he's... Oh, man, he's otherworldly. one nothing, man. one nothing, right? I mean, I've always, I've always liked Carey Price. You know, it's another one of those things, right? I mean, you know, I, it, I think, I wonder if, if, if Portland had traded for Paul George, right? And maybe they wouldn't because they feel like, you know, Dame and his history, maybe that, that that wouldn't work. But, you know, I, I that that's one of the answers that they need. They need a two-way superstar. They need a guy who, you know, the best players in this league are either bigs or they're small forwards, right? I mean, we, we, we can put Dame and guys like that in there, but the reality is they're always going to be limited because how small they are. Guys who are two ways and are small fours, they can just impact the game more. That's really all it is because they're bigger. You know, a guy like Aaron Gordon, he's he's close to that, right? And, and in Orlando, he really was a two-way star. Not a two-way superstar, but a two-way star. You know, leading the team in both uh, um, offense and defense, uh, while he was in Orlando and taking on the, the, the team's best player. I mean, that was him. Now he's on a team where they're saying, okay, because Murray is out, we need you to continue that. And, I mean, he's flourishing. You know, give them credit. Um, they got a, 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 a interesting series coming up here with Phoenix. Um, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what is... What is Phoenix's, like, if Booker's not great, what does Phoenix look like, right? Because I could, I, who, who has a better chance to win if the stars aren't the stars? If they have off nights or if they have tough shooting nights, who has a better shot at winning? I, I guess that's the question that I'm asking. And I, I don't know the answer. I probably would say, uh, I'd probably say Denver. Just because Jokic, though he can score, that's probably not even the best thing he does. So the best thing he does is he makes his teammates better. And so that, that to me, 
would, would point more towards them, but Chris Paul is probably the X factor to me. If he's healthy, I mean, that makes a huge difference. It really does. I mean, you know, he's gonna he's gonna put Jokic in pick and rolls all the time, <laughs> right? So, you know, that's that's a factor. And then, like we said, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's a big factor, right? Because you know they're gonna put certain guys on him. I wonder is like he he's gonna be more aggressive than LeBron was. I think, right? And with Jokic, the paint is open too because, you know, you can play five out with Jokic or you can run pick and pop with Jokic. I mean, it's it's gonna be an interesting series. Like I'm 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 looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to the matchups. You know, all the switches and all that. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I'd probably say the depth edge probably goes more so to Denver. Um, but at the same time, yo. Chris Paul. I mean, he's 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 the equalizer. You know, Cameron Payne, right? Can he continue what he did, right? So, I mean, man, it's I it's a real intriguing series. It really is. You know, you got you got great point guard play, you got great center play, you know, you got great uh, shooting guard slash small forward play, right? Um, and then and then Paul Millsap probably he's probably the best power forward in the series, right? You know, maybe that will be a factor, right? Like, it's going to be fun. It's going to be real fun. Uh, two, two coaches, never been in the West Finals, right? So, well, no, Denver won last year. I'm sorry. So, yeah. Uh, you know, but Monty Williams, you know, he, he's shown something, you know. So, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be fun. Anyway, guys, uh, that's it for me. I'm, I'm signing off. Just a slight update, you know. Appreciate you guys listening. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and I'll catch you next time.